We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Good morning, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we, we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Today, our topic is steps to effective brand strategy or rebrand, depending on where you're at with your business. With my co-host, as usual, Eric Yoon of Standout Marketing. So I'm excited to talk about this topic as uh, our audience has overwhelmingly asked for this since we teased about it last week. <laughs> One person posted say, hey, want to hear about it. So obviously she listened to our, our podcast last last week. So I said, okay, let, let's do this. So Eric, welcome. Good morning. You're Robert. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Well, it was awesome. It was really good. That's it was busy and tiring at a <laughs> conference. Yeah, cool. but it was, it was really good. Good. Yeah. So you ready for this one? I know this is kind of in your wheel wagon as a, as a marketer and a brand strategist and all that. So you, you ready, yes. ready for this one? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Branding is always an interesting topic. It's obviously something a lot of people, a lot of business are interested in, but um, don't have a lot. Most people don't have a lot of clarity on, you know, how to go about it. Um, so that's why um, many businesses don't, aren't effectively branding themselves um, just because of that. And the reality is it's not um, developing your brand is not really that complicated. I think people make it more complicated and appears to be in a lot of times because they're maybe they're in awe or overwhelmed by, by what some of the big brands do, whether it's Starbucks, Nike, Target, you know, you name it. Um, but you got to understand that it's um, the essence of what a brand is actually starts from the person, the founder, the owner of the business. And knowing who you are as a person helps you develop the brand for the business because really the business brand is really should be just an extension of the owner. It's really an extension of who they are. So it really starts with the person's story. I mean, the way I look at it, every time I go in with a new client, I always want to know their story because it's from their story, their past, the good things and the bad things and the challenging times in their life that really helps you understand who they are as a person and their strengths, their unique gifts, and then helps me understand better about why they're even doing this business to begin with. You know, because there's usually something in the story that leads to them starting this business. And so that understanding that connection between their story to why they started this business and then what they're all about and what they're trying to do for their customer through their products and services really helps me understand um, what the business brand is all about. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I think, I mean, that the story is so, so key because people, um, even now more than ever, people don't buy necessarily products for the sake of the product, but they buy the product because of the story behind it, you know? And, um, just because we live in a time where, you know, production value doesn't mean as much as it used to. So people don't care how an amazing a video looks or, you know, how amazing even a product is as much as just the story behind it, right? What does it represent? Right. And so it's, um, I think just even just the timeliness of it, like where, what the time we live in now, 
uh, knowing your story and not only one story, but I would say if you're doing like products, like have a product, be, have a story behind every product even, you mm -hmm. know? And so, um, but just, just stories are so key now more than ever because people love stories and the people love to pull apart, you know, and deep dig into the golden stories. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And, and these days more than ever, um, you know, people, customers are really, uh, really buy authenticity. They really want to know who the brand, what the brand is all about, what the business is all about, and want to know that it's, they're they're being authentic in describing who they are through their marketing. Mm -hmm. I think people are are very um, um, very smart. They're very you know our customers are very intelligent. I think we don't give them as much credit as they as they deserve. Customers are very intelligent, and I think if you're just thinking about it for yourself. You know, when you're looking at an ad or any kind of marketing piece and listen to a salesperson, you can kind of, you can kind of read into that, you know, about are they being really authentic? And so as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you, you got to think that the same, have the same um, understanding is that, look, you, you can't blow smoke through your customers. They'll eventually, they'll eventually see through it. So just be authentic, just be authentic to who you are. And, you know, going back to the stories, you know, sometimes it's those very seemingly insignificant moments in your life are sometimes the most significant pieces of your life that gives you the understanding of the reasons of what, why you're doing what you're doing in the business and, and what your brand is all about. Um, I like to give this example a lot of times about Steve Jobs, you know, obviously with Apple Computers, that there's an 18-month there's an period in his life where he took calligraphy or fell in love with art. And it was during a calligraphy class is when he really um, developed that passion for art. And so now when you think about Apple products, the products themselves, you know, they're almost like yeah. pieces of art. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And all the advertising and marketing they do, they're very, it's very artistic. Yeah. And so that's really the heart of the brand, because I think when you look at the features <clears throat> and, you know, the, the the parts that go into a phone or the computers or what have you. Um, I think arguably if you're someone that's really techie, a lot of times they'll argue that, that they may not have the best features or the mm -hmm. best technology. I think right now they're kind of arguing that they, they're really falling behind, but still people are they're still in love and loyal to, to Apple because of, of the brand that they've developed and built over the time based right. off of just that, that just that love of art. Mm -hmm. And so, anyways, I, that's I like to throw that example out because it goes back to understanding that period in someone's life that hey, you know, this is kind of what helped really develop the brand, but it started before even built the business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even for me, Apple products for me for the longest time have just exuded creativity, and creativity is such a big part of my process. And so, mm -hmm. you know, like who would have thought, like 15 years ago, that people would buy phones or even laptops just because it helped create, helped you create a creative um, atmosphere. Right. And so, mm. I mean, that's still why I buy it and why I would pay 800 more dollars on a laptop you know? <laughs> um, is because just, a, just the way the navigation is like every little detail of it. Right. It's just, um, it's purposed for, you know, creativity and art uh, for me. And so, um, and that's that's why I'm I'm still behind Apple, and I'm one of those people who are still wondering. I don't know what it's going to look like in three years. <laughs> you know, like even this year, I had to do a lot of research to see if it's worth it to stay. But yeah, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're one of the few. You're one of the few customers that are doing all of that kind of research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you like to build brands, and mm -hmm. so 
tell me, you know, what are some of the things you do? And once you know the story of the person, of the owner, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you do from there? How do you, how do you really illustrate and, and tell their story? Yeah. Uh, well, one, just the perspective I have on building a brand and what makes it fun for me is I, I love, you know, superhero movies, like all the Avengers movies and things mm-hmm. like that. Everything since I was a kid, I just love superhero, anything that has to do with superheroes, right? Just, I guess, just like all of us. But what I like to do is kind of see the company. Every company to me is a superhero. Every company is a superhero. Every company has superpowers. Every company is saving people. Every company is fighting off crime and has a villain, right? And every company has a superhero outfit, right? And so there's visual uh, content that follows superheroes, right? I mean, like... Mm-hmm big part of superheroes isn't the story but it's the comic comic books right because there's pictures there's visual imagery you know that that um that the uh the superhero powers hang on right and so i think all that stuff's connected and so i try to take it from that perspective is you know what really makes this company stand out and that's why my company's called stand out right but what makes this company stand out as a um as a as a superhero right? What's their main superhero ability? Like if you could just say it in a couple words, right? And then that really is pretty much the heart of the brand and everything should hang on that, right? And then on top of that, you build, okay, what are the, what, um, you know, who, who is your, who are you trying to save? And that's your target market, mm-hmm. you know? And then I even go as far as like, okay, when you see your superhero, what's, what are, what's the color of the outfit or what are the colors? Is it yellow and black? Is it, you know, red and green? Mm-hmm. You know, why? Right. And that helps build um, the visual communication of the brand, you know, and so just things like that. Um, that's a really more broad approach. My, my mindset of when I go into it. Yeah, no, that's good. So I, I'm, I'm putting on for those that are watching on Facebook live on the shared screen, um, the homepage of a uh, website that, that you built for one of our shared mm-hmm. clients, exact tax here in Southern California. And so there's the superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got the you got the daughter on top of the dad's shoulders, um, and they're having they have a cape with the with the mask, and the tagline "You earned it, protect it." And yeah. so, kind of, I know you don't always use these superhero images in the branding of <clears throat> for your customers, but the reason why this worked for this particular one um, was because um, she definitely exuded superhero qualities that we really um, wanted to communicate, and she really she was really engaged with it. You know, the, the owner, how she's like, yeah, let's do this. And, you yeah. know, part of this, you earned it, protected, you know, the protected part, mm-hmm. um, you know, her story is she, um, she's an immigrant from China and her dad, her parents were pretty well off, but because of the communist environment at the time, um, their properties, rental property and so forth were basically taken from them. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of property, but it was all taken from them. So they actually, she ended up growing up in poverty in China, even though they actually technically had a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, they immigrate to the U.S. She, you know, goes to school. She's been successful in business. Then she starts this accounting firm from scratch and really built it up into a very successful uh, um, boutique firm here in Southern California. She's got this tenacity. She's this, you know, petite Chinese woman, um, but yet she's got this tenacity when it comes to taxes <laughs> about really protecting <clears throat> what people earn. And even sometimes there's this huge. Um, one of her clients had this huge seven million dollar judgment, tax judgment laid upon them. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And so she fought tooth and nails, got with the state senator, uh, saw that it wasn't a, a just um, judgment. And so you know, got the state senator involved and really fought um, the state and actually overturned $7 million worth of that judgment. Wow. And so huge story, obviously, but that's kind of how she is with all of her clients, you know, even if you don't have that big a judgment, but she's, you know, so that, that past history of losing it all unjustly mm-hmm. really drives her for what she does now. Right. And so even when I told her, showed her that connection, she was actually amazed. She goes, yeah, I never really thought about it, but yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> and so the, her story, that history, even though it was a challenging point in their lives and the family's lives, but that set the stage for what she does now with the tenacity in which she does it. And so that's mm-hmm. why this whole superhero image that we, you know, you, you, Eric, that you created really worked. Mm-hmm. And the tagline that we created too. So it wasn't just right. the image, but even the tagline, how does that connect with the person, the owner of the business? Right. So yeah, superhero, but also knowing the story really is a thing that um, helps, helps us, helps, helps you, should help every business owner start to understand who they are as a brand. Yeah. Any other thoughts about that? Since this is uh, obviously you've worked on this too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, with exact text. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that, that just makes it fun too. I think even with, because let's see, so with something like accounting or taxes, right? Like you can kind of run into a block of, okay, how do we make it, how do we make that fun, right? How do we make yeah. taxes fun? So <laughs> yeah. that's one way to make it fun. I mean, um, I mean, this is not something we, we, we did yet, but, you know, we, we like to have fun with ideas when we talk about it. Like, sure. why don't just go that superhero route and, communicate you know make like a kind of like a video or like a story of um of her as a superhero like beating up like the robbers that are trying to take her clients money you know and dress up as ours yeah (laughs) the way the thought process behind that is i think um i like to draw venn diagrams and what are the uh, venn diagrams of the company's values and then what really emotionally um, provokes target um, customer, right? The target market. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> and then you, you just draw out values and like, you know, we like to fight for our clients and it's about saving money, finding the little holes, right? And then all those things. And then so if, if you find a place where those meet, it's like, obviously, you know, um, the, there's an emotion when like, oh, people are trying to take my money, right? Mm-hmm. And then so it's like i don't want people trying to take my money and then for exact tax it's like we're passionate about making sure people don't take your money and mm-hmm. then so great story with that is you know robert tries to take your money and we save you you know yeah, exactly so it just makes it fun if you more than focusing on um what you're doing like the service you're providing focusing mm-hmm. on the value mm-hmm. you know and why you're doing it and build a whole story around that because sometimes those stories capture more nuances sure. of what you actually do than you just talking about the services. Yeah. So that that's a great, great segue because, you know, knowing your story is one thing Then when it comes to marketing, it's what do you promote? And a Mm -hmm. lot of times businesses are trying to promote their features, the features and benefits of what they do. Um, Whereas the effective branding or the effect, you know, the, the, the bigger brands, the most successful brands, they really promote more who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. And so when you talk about, Exact tax, really illustrating that that desire, that passionate tenacity to protect people from you know uh, unjustly having to pay more than they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk about taxes and accounting and all that, but that's boring. 
but right. it's really about capturing the essence of what they do. Nike really promotes successful athletes. When you look at all their ads, you know, it's really about focus on the person, the athlete, the star athlete. Mm-hmm. And so it's not so much telling you about how great their shoes are and the material that they use, the aerosols and all that. Um, I mean, that's the boring stuff, <laughs> but yeah. it's really about, um, you know, promoting what they're all about. They're promoting about successful athletes. So they're creating shoes and equipment and, and clothes for you to be successful. So then even as an average athlete, so even though they're really, it looks like they're really targeting the elite athlete yet for the everyday person, the everyday road warrior or the weekend warrior like us, like you and I, Hey, we want to get Nike products because I think it'll make us perform better. <laughs> right? yeah. BMW, BMW is about speed and performance. Yeah, Rolex is about the lifestyle. When you pay attention to the ads and what they're doing mm-hmm. and what they're communicating, they're not really communicating and really trying to sell the features of their products and services. They're really right. just promoting an essence of who they are. Yeah. And so I think you've got, um, you told me about this, uh, even looking at the, oh, I'll pull this up real quick, um, the, the brand book here uh, for, for Nike. Mm-hmm. So you look at these images, you look at some of the, the copy that they're using, it's really, you know, it has nothing to do with selling shoes. Right. <laughs> right. It does not, it's not telling you how great their shoes are per se. Yeah. They're really capturing the image of the people that they're, tr- they're supporting. Right. The yeah. Athlete that they're supporting. Yeah. Any comments? Yeah. I mean, even with this is like the nuances of, they don't like to just capture the victories and all these things, but you'll see a lot of times they capture the conflict because so much of being a great athlete, there's so much conflict, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of like, they I want to be the best or like I got injured or whatever it is. Right. There's so many walls and, you know, so much resistance as an athlete. And a lot of times they're capturing those moments because those are the things that athletes emotionally connect with, you know? And yeah. so like this thing of authentic, right. Like in the locker room and, you know, notice in Nike, they have a lot of these, like, you know, just behind the scenes kind of looks so, mm-hmm you know, and not just the typical um, sports things that you'll see. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah good this is, it really tells a great story. Yeah. And I love this because this brand guide, if, if anyone wants to know what great branding is, I mean, Nike obviously is, is one of the best, I mean, best at branding, but uh, this brand guy really helped um, just when you, when you experience their process and their thought process of branding, uh, this is really going to help you understand and kind of pull some pieces from this. Oh, um, yeah really helps out yeah this is good stuff and then the other piece so you got the you know knowing your story um when you're marketing know what you're marketing mm-hmm. the, the other piece the, the third piece also is you know once you understand your story and and what you're trying to promote you know come up with a word or phrase that best describes you just like what we did for exact actually earned to protect it right come up with a, a short phrase a word that really describes you one of the great brands that people don't give enough credit to is actually chick-fil-a and, mm-hmm. and their brand you know they yeah they sell chicken sandwiches but really their brand is about family if i was yeah. to sum it up in one word it's about family mm-hmm. um everything that they do not just marketing wise but even internally you know they promote from within it's very hard to get your own, to operate your own uh, Chick-fil-A location mm-hmm. uh, from the outside. You can't just come in like McDonald's or Subway, just come in and buy something. You have to be, right. you have to come from within. They they're prim- primarily promote from within. Mm-hmm. And, and you notice 
most of them, they're like millennials, like their own operators. And now they don't have a true franchise system where you actually purchase and you own it outright. It's more of a profit sharing thing. But you look at these owner operators and you'd swear they're probably not more than 25 years old. <laughs> yeah. um, and they grew up, you know, you know, a flipping chicken and, you know, you know whatever, um, you know, um, uh, frying fries and all that kind of stuff. But they, pr- they promote from within. They have foundations that really support different family issues. Um, and then there's a, a, a very reputable market research firm several years back that researched the fast food industry and found that they were voted the most favorite family destination. Wow. So they really show not just what they do, but even the results, you know, mm-hmm. the feedback from customers in the industry said that, mm-hmm. yeah, they're the most favorite family in industry. So which means guess what families go mm-hmm. and which means, and which is great for a brand because the kids are your future uh, customers. Yeah. Right, so you yeah. look at you, you look at their environment and the in the it feels like you're walking into a house when you go into one of their restaurants. Right, it's built on amazing customer service, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. customer service is, is 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 amazing. Everybody's trying to copy them. Well, yeah, <laughs> one time, one time, uh, my wife and I we couldn't stop laughing because we were trying to count how many times our our helper said "my pleasure." Uh, <laughs> it, Literally, it's funny. It's like as if like they're waiting for us to say thank you, just so they could say my pleasure. It was just really, <laughs> like they they brought like our food to us, and it's probably my pleasure four times within that one <laughs> to the stop that they made at our table. It was so funny, but you know that kind of stuff. As funny as it is, and as weird as it is, that it that is definitely create a strong brand and culture for the company. Yeah, you know, no, it is because it it doesn't happen. You know for people to look you in the eye and say, thank you. And it's my pleasure. Right. In fact, you know, in this research firm, you know, they, they, they research every, almost every aspect of what the business does. And it, it's interesting. They, they, they measure how many times the server, the cashier looks person in the eye, says, mm-hmm. thank you, is polite and all that. And they measure it against all the other fast food yeah. know, across the fast food industry. Yeah. And so Chick-fil-A is definitely at the top. Yeah. Um, of that. And so, you know, think about this, you know, when I, I go to drive through, I mean, I really recognize that a lot of times whether it's drive through or just you're at the counter, people take your order, they give you your change, you say thank you and they say you're welcome, but they're not looking at you. <laughs> they're looking at the next customer. <laughs> and right. so I really notice like when I'm in a Chick-fil-A that they look you in the eye. That's true. It's sincere. Say, it's my pleasure. So it's not just words that are coming out of your mouth, but it, it does seem more sincere because they're looking you in the eye. Whereas most other places, not just fast food, but even other retailers and stuff, how they're not, they're not really engaged with you. They'll yeah. say you're welcome or whatever, but they're not even, sometimes they're not even looking at you. So I, you know, you pick up on those things. And so, you know, people notice those, those little things as, as yeah. silly as it seems, but people really notice that. Um, and I notice a lot of other fast food um, companies are, are trying, I guess it seems like they're teaching their servers and cashiers to say my pleasure because <laughs> I'm hearing that more and more often in different places, <laughs> whether it's Carl's <laughs> Jr. or McDonald's. It's kind of, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Another, another cool um, brand, a client I have is assisted living facility here locally. And when I was interviewing them um, and also when I was interviewing their uh, residents, so we did the we did a series of videos based on their residents and the residents' kids. 
wanting to get some insight into who the you know who they who they were as a facility and and the, and all that. And what struck me was that this wasn't just your typical kind of assisted living place where people just kind of come to pass time before they you know it's time, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. But they were still all very much engaged and and had a lot of life, and were still living with purpose. Mm-hmm. And not only do they help them each other in a community, but they also reach out outside of their own facility to engage with the next generation, with some of the high schoolers, college kids, um, the business community, and you know, they're, they're very involved. And so they even have a store and a coffee shop and all that. So they're, it's not just this place you go into and you just it's just a closed facility per se, but it's actually something where people they, they reach out to the community. Mm-hmm. And they're they're volunteering. I mean, they're they're very much alive. So we called it still. We called it living with purpose. So this is a facility. The, the name of the the facility is called Atherton, but we call it living with purpose. But we had still in the caption. So still living yeah, with yeah. purpose. <laughs> so 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 it was a uh, you know when you start to understand who they were and and it really started from the founders the founder of the facility 100 years ago and this is what mm-hmm. they were she was trying to accomplish was it wasn't just a place to just retire but it was really a place to keep on living and yeah. so that's the stuff we captured in in the marketing and the website and even in the videos yeah. so you know knowing how to promote and who you're promoting and what you're promoting is important so start you know so that 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 tagline that you create is something that you really can can live by Mm-hmm. Right, and what you do marketing-wise, but even internally, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish within the business. Yeah. The last piece is so we talked about your story, you know, knowing how you're marketing, coming up with that tagline, and the last piece I want to kind of end with is your target market. Mm-hmm. You know, once you understand who you are as a person and what your brand is all about, now you start to say, okay, think about who is that, who is that customer, who is those people that really understand and appreciates what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, you're not trying to market to everyone. You just want to a, a, a market to the right people, the right people, mm-hmm. the people that really understand your brand and, and it resonates with. So knowing who your target market really comes from knowing who you are as a brand. And so now you can go con- connect with the right people. Mm-hmm. Right. So this keeps your messaging tight, right? So instead of trying to market yeah. to everyone, you just market to the right person. So going back to the Nike scenario, you know, they're really about, it looks like they're really targeting the star athlete. Right. But yeah, it doesn't mean that the weekend word does, can't go and buy their products, right? So yeah. that's where people, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners get stuck because they're afraid if they niche themselves <clears throat> too much that they're going to lose sales from other yeah. people that could benefit from their products and service. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the, the opposite is when you know who you are and who you're trying to target, Mm-hmm. People from the outside say, oh, man, they're really good at X, so which means it should be good enough for me, just like Nike. Hey, they're yeah. targeting a star athlete. They're all about the star athlete. They're all about creating shoes and clothes that really help people perform, <coughs> athletes perform. So maybe me, when I go out and hack you know, with my golf clubs on the weekend, I need to get, get some, some Nike gear because yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. it helped me perform better. Right? I mean, yeah. that's the thought process, right? <laughs> yeah. So really having a tight message really actually opens up your products and service to make it uh, so other people understand, you know, the strength of who you are and and other people outside of your target market are still going to want to buy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think along with that, I think with target market, one approach I felt like was um, helped a lot was usually people go um, with target market when they identify target market, they'll still stay pretty general, like maybe within, you know, uh, this age range of 15 to 25 or, you know, like this, this race and all that stuff. Right. Or like one of these five jobs, but it might help even more to go even more narrow and just find that one person. And that's hard to do with a lot of people because, well, I don't want to miss that on this person, or that person, but always, I think great, great concepts always keep in mind for branding and you know, what kind of content you want to create is zooming in really far in is just always a really good thing because the further deeper you zoom in, the more nuances mm-hmm. you catch and the more you communicate authenticity yeah, right good. and that you really understand who they are as a target market and even though mm-hmm. it's not definitely them they'll be able to pick up well that's not me but i totally understand what they're mm-hmm. trying to say you know yeah. and so instead of just trying to get 15 to 25 get the like the 20 or 8 year old named andy who works at this place you know listens to the, their favorite brand is this like mm-hmm. identify all that stuff right and so just mm-hmm. really dig into one person you know and then from there uh, if you could identify one person and you can easily identify, you know, a group, mm-hmm. right? A mm-hmm. More general build out from there. But I think that's a really key, um, uh, just just kind of approach to identifying a target market is just zoom yeah. into one person and their life. Yeah, no, that's <clears> good. <throat> I think, you know, especially if you're already been, if you're already in business for a while, then I kind of like to ask, say, who's your best client? Who's mm-hmm. your best customer? Yeah, and pinpoint that person, right? And then write to them, you know, or you know, market to them and mm-hmm. understand who they are, write down their profile, their demographic profile. So you know mm-hmm. who your target market is. So if you're, if you're been in business, you already have your target market doing business with you, but then zero in on who is your best customer? Who's your best client? Yeah. Who's the one that gives you great satisfaction of serving, mm-hmm. right? So those are the ones you're going to go after. So yeah, exactly. Red, think of that one person and right. build a campaign around them to and see, and even maybe ask them or talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. run some things by them as you're building your marketing campaign or building your brand strategy and your imagery and all that, run it by them and say, Hey, does this make sense? Does this capture who we are? Right. Is this, is this why you do business with us basically yeah. and, and get feedback from them? <clears throat> so yeah. yeah when you go into a crowd. You don't, you don't want people to talk into the crowd. Like you won't, you won't listen as, as much as if people in a big crowd points directly to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it starts talking to you as a person. So it just engages you. Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, this is good stuff. We're probably have to going to do a part two, it's, it's, and we'll see if any we get some feedback. If anybody wants has specific questions around branding, um, please fill it out or you know just hit the you know post it in, into the on the on our Facebook page. Um, love to hear back, hear more from you, and and hear more about if you if you want us to continue this conversation in the future. Um, go a little bit deeper have other questions or even if it's not about branding you know, talk, talk about tar- target market or other marketing aspects or other business aspects go ahead and just write that in our facebook page or um just email me directly at prosper at i61 businessdevelopment.com that's prosper at the letter i the number 61 businessdevelopment.com if you're not on our if you haven't tuned in our facebook page yet it's purpose and profitability is the name of the facebook page um, and thanks again, Eric, for joining me. It was a great conversation. Had a lot of fun. And so let's do it again next week. And thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Robert Fakui. And remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, 
please visit purposeandprofit.com.